What's going on everybody? My name is Jake Lloyd and this is the one, the only AU Hoops Podcast. We are back. I'm a little bit rusty. Crespo, you're probably a little bit rusty. Sam, you're probably a little bit rusty. But it is Sunday, October 23rd and college basketball is just a couple weeks away and we are sitting in the basement of my new digs at our new coffee table, to my left is Dave Well-Dressed Crespo. Joining us from his new pad, we'll let him explain where he is, is Sam Shortstop Healy. Fellas, it is so good to be back. What the hell is going on? Boys, uh, pleasure as always. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't work out where I am joining you at the table in D.C., uh, where we can all be there for a season together. Um for all you listeners out there, the latest random move, I am living in Detroit, Michigan right now, uh, working for uh, an advertising agency as a writer. Um, so we have, uh, they have the Detroit Tigers and Detroit Red Wings as clients. So um, yeah, I'm just kind of randomly in Detroit listening to a ton of Eminem, Kid Rock, uh, and Bob Seger. And um just try. I moved here last week, and I don't know a thing about it, so I'm interested to explore. Uh, the first thing I did was notice there was a high school, an inner-city high school a few blocks away from me. Went on their Google and uh, searched their boys' basketball varsity schedule. So I look forward to being mistaken as a scout at lots of inner-city games like I did in Chicago. Dude, Sam repping Detroit. I mean, let's throw out some more Detroit references, like a little D12. Anyone, a little 8 Mile Road? Mm-hmm, I mean, we can keep mm-hmm. this going all day, but Sam, good to have you back, man. Connor from Detroit, man. Um, hey, guys, nothing news over here, although, okay, right. There was that one time where Jake tricked me into doing a half marathon literally a week ago, uh, a week ago yesterday. Uh, my body's still in shambles, but guys, I had a blast. Um, we all know Jake's the fitness guru, and I'll let him uh, get into that. But uh, uh, yeah, still still doing the same thing. Jake's my new neighbor now. He lives three blocks away. Uh, Sam, unfortunately, can't say the same about you, but uh, we ships passing in the night. I feel like at some point in the future, we'll all be together like one happy family. Guys, all I can say <laughs> right now is I wish I was with you, but... I am holding down the fort with my Geico Mike Brennan bobblehead as my centerpiece uh, <laughs> looking out my window in my Detroit apartment. So uh, I am keeping it going around Detroit. Sam, I mean, that's my home state, you know. I'm actually going back tomorrow, and uh, maybe we can rendezvous in the next three whoa, days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no maybe about that. I will meet <laughs> you in Ann Arbor or wherever you are. Yes. Everything is within an hour drive, and we will uh, talk AU hoops. Yes. Uh, what else? I mean, what is the biggest? You've you've lived there for what, like a week or two now. What are the biggest things you've noticed about living in Michigan, where you're like, "Wow, I didn't expect this," or "Wow, this really stands out to me." Well, you know, again, very new, but there's a huge difference, I believe, between the Ann Arbors and the Royal Oaks and the suburbs and the Detroit. Yeah. Um, obviously, with the gentrification and everything going on, but the biggest difference in the city at least, in Detroit, is just the pockets, like how many pockets there are. Mm-hmm. The city is huge. It's like 20, it's, you know, 10 times the area probably of D.C., right. um, maybe more. Uh, and there's different neighborhoods, but in between, 
there's just all these pockets of, a, you know, the stereotypical abandoned buildings, churches, things like that. So um, that's the biggest difference is the neighborhoods and the pockets. And because there's so much distance in between them, you're kind of separated with the neighborhoods. The neighborhoods don't really, you know, um, join each other. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually, um, it's a photographer's dream, like downtown Detroit and around the city, just because there are so many like abandoned buildings that make for really cool uh, shots. My dad, big time photographer, has gone down there and done some of that. Um, I'm just excited, you know, if, if you had to not live in D.C. this year, I'm just excited that you ended up in the home state, um, <laughs> repping, I'm sure you of all people won't be afraid to, to go out there and visit these high schools and catch some really good high school hoops and maybe you go see UDM, Detroit Mercy, I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff going on, uh, in the D, I'm sorry the Tigers had to blow it there at the end, not give you any playoff love, but, uh. Shoot, Sam, man, uh, miss you, but, you know, around here, uh, things have been absolutely crazy. Uh, Crespo and I, we uh, survived another trip, another 10-day trip together uh, out in the middle of Canada in Alberta. Didn't see any bears, although we had our bear spray ready. Um, that was something else. Um, got back from that. And then, shit, I became a co-leader of this fitness movement, November Project. Um, and that's, uh, that means 4.30 a.m. wake-up calls, um, you know, I've been doing this for, for almost two years now, but all kinds of other responsibilities rolling with that, and then holding down the full-time job and preparing for the college basketball season. Um, shoot, fellas, let's, uh, let's jump in here. Um, we're gonna bring to you, the people, a action-packed, uh, comprehensive, uh, season preview edition um, the weekend before AU starts at Maryland on November 11th. But today, just kind of want to get some general thoughts, uh, especially after a really busy offseason, almost all positive for the Eagles. And also, let everyone know uh, the big changes really around our coverage this year. Um, and it starts with uh, a lot of credit to Sam on this. It starts with a new website. If you go to auhoopspodcast.com, you will see a new look. Um, no, we are not, uh, we, we do not have an expert web designer. We certainly don't have a lot of resources. All the, excuse me, all the money we spend on this project comes out of our pockets. But um, I think the website, and Sam, you can probably speak to this more, will allow us to, to do more um, and really uh, show all of our coverage in one place in a, in a really easy-to-find um, material type uh, uh, space. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, no, I think I, I think the website, um, you know, when you guys take a look, it, it, it's just a, a place to have all our coverage in one place. And it's not just uh, the podcast, which is obviously where we start, but, you know, providing, um, you know, fun videos, um, you know, articles, scouting reports, um, yeah, it's just going to inc increase coverage. Uh, an example will be, uh, I was on a, uh, a shoot for a local eyeglasses commercial, uh, on Thursday and Friday, SBS Vision. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Jake. Uh, but, uh, one of the quote unquote models or talent in the commercial, uh, was Rodney Stuckey's baby mama. That's a, 
that's a name for all you guys. Remember the Rodney Stuckey, uh, former Piston. Um, and she was also a contestant on The Bachelor with Juan Pablo season, but I got a really creepy, odd photo with her, and that's just something that kind of has something to do with basketball, but we can put that on the podcast, too. So, uh, yeah, you get a little bit of a taste of, uh, you get a little more of a backstage seat to our lives, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going we're gonna to bring to you, as Sam said, I mean, the podcast is always going to be our bread and butter. It's always going to be closest to my heart, because um, I love just sitting here, shooting the shit with you guys, talking AU hoops, talking Patriot League hoops, but we are also going to bring to you uh, lots of content on our blog. Um, I will be writing throughout the season, um, really covering in-depth, kind of behind the scenes, what the average fan might not see about the team, um, certainly about the Patriot League, um, really trying to bring the most coverage, the most comprehensive coverage of any site out there to AU Hoops, to the Patriot League. Um, and then, you know, additionally, you know, we will be at every AU home game. We will be on the road at a handful of them. We'll certainly be at Maryland. We'll be at Villanova. Uh, we'll be at Navy. We'll be at Loyola. Maybe a trip to Bucknell, hopefully Lehigh. So we're going to be covering the Eagles as much as possible this year. Really look forward to it. Um, fitting it into our busy lives. Um, we will also, I think I mentioned the Twitter account, account that we're going to start. It'll be at AU Hoops Podcast to kind of separate A Hoops Podcast content from whatever else me or Crespo or Sam is tweeting about from our personal account. So that way you don't have to sift through my November project posts or sift through Sam's new videos that he's posting or, or sift, sift through, through my nothing. Uh, you put it on every now and then. <laughs> but anyway, that, that'll that make that easier. Um, Crespo, what say you? Um, hey, guys. Uh, that's what's coming up down the road. I mean, we got a lot of plans in store. Super excited about it. Um, which is a great segue into, you know, getting excited about AU Hoops. Went to the Chalk Talk yesterday. Met with Coach Brennan. And, met, and Coach Brennan, I got to say, looked super relaxed. He was giving answers. He was joking around. I've never seen him so just not buttoned up before. And he just, uh, um, you know, just had this kind of this this aura about him where he's like, all right, I think we've gone through the worst, i.e. last season, playing a ton of freshmen, going up and down throughout the season, and, 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 and watching his players kind of hit a wall. And I think... He had to go through that in order to get into this position where now he's got a team that's, that's battle-tested. Um, he's got freshmen who are experienced. He's got a ton of new talent coming on. And this is not just the transfers, but also just freshmen ready to play. So, guys, let's talk about what I saw at the Chalk Talk. Let's do it. Jump in, Crespo. So, first, um, just from an aesthetics point of view, just looking at the players, kind of shooting around. Um, Modic. Let's start with Modic. Uh, according to Coach Brennan, he's his favorite guy. And, 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 and Modic looks leaner. He looks more mobile. Coach Brennan, get this. Coach Brennan said he's moving Modic from a five to the four. All right? So Modic was not doing, you know, he wasn't broken off doing the, the center uh, drills and, and, and practices. He was with the floor players, you know, taking shots, driving uh, passing, driving to the hoop. So 
we're going to see a new Modic, I think a new mobile Modic, uh, which, which is amazing. I, I, I think we can all agree Modic was a great player watching him kind of grow as a freshman and really owning his minutes. Um, uh, Jalen, uh, according to Coach Brennan, one of the best shooters he's ever coached. Um, Jalen looked pretty pure all day. Uh, same with Charlie. Charlie looked pure. Um, uh, so, so, so I think obviously those are going to be the seniors kind of being the leaders and, and Brennan just put a ton of praise on those guys because he wants his freshmen, he wants his young guys to really look up to them and that's what they're doing. Leon looked stronger. Um, I was impressed with what Leon was doing. And, uh, and Semino, uh, new guy, I think he'll be able... Uh, won't play until next year. Won't play until next year, but I think he's got a great skill set. Like, he can... He was, uh, you know, draining shots from behind the arc. He's super mobile. He's not going to be just a big body down below. I think he's going to be super mobile, which fits well into Brennan's uh, offense. So that's kind of what I saw. Um, we will say this. Crystal, let me ask you this. Talking about just seeing the players, how about, in particular, Delonte and uh, James Washington, just kind of, can you talk about, their bodies, that sounds really creepy, but, you know, the difference between a freshman and a sophomore in terms of just getting stronger, how do they look? Right. Actually, they both had a little more swagger just kind of walking around the court. I couldn't see anything physically where they've hit the gym. I, I mean, I know they have. Brennan said that, that that's what they've been doing just consistently all summer. So uh, n- nothing that I could see. I think they were both wearing T-shirts. So, I, really, so I know yes. James does, but I haven't seen Delante. I'm pretty sure Delante is wearing t-shirt as well. Um, okay. So, so Sam, to answer your question, I couldn't really see any 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 noticeable change from where I was sitting. But and it, w- it would be a little awkward if you were like, "Hey, can you take off your shirt? I want to see if you uh, got a little more toned, or a little more cut, or a little bit stronger." But yeah, I'm sure Brennan's got them in the weight room, and um, you know, I'm sure they'll be uh, even better at the rim. Well, I'll tell you what. I- just from seeing the videos that they've posted on Instagram, Delante looks stronger. His his arm his arms it looks like he's added a few pounds of muscle to those buys to those tries. So I have no doubt about that. Um, probably same thing with James, but I bet James is still you know at the uh, within the lower tier uh, when you're talking about the strongest guards, uh, especially from an upper body perspective in the Patriot League. Crespo, I want to ask you a little bit more about this Modic thing um, because I think we all assumed that he would be the starting five going into the season kind of parsing Brennan's words did, did you actually did it sound like he was being truthful there I mean if Modic isn't AU's five who is playing at the five to begin the season it certainly isn't Jesperini coming in as a freshman uh, I guess Tolksdorf we all, we've always seen him as a four, and we've also questioned, you know, how much he's he's really got to earn his playing time this year after being basically a non-factor last year. Uh, tell me more about you know what you took from him saying that. It it seems true because this was asked again during the chalk talk. I think someone in the audience asked, really, really, Modic going to a four, and Brennan kind of, you know, he doubled down. He said, yeah, we're we're getting him into that four spot. Um, it does beg the question, what's going to happen with number five? So, uh, like I said, I only saw two guys working on the number five, Semino and Gasparini. Um, 
I don't know for sure if they're ready. Well, obviously, on Gasparini's part, I'm not sure if he's ready to jump in, but right. who knows? Who knows? So that's a, that's a question that's going to play itself out as Brennan plays uh, starts non-conference play. Wouldn't that be something? You're talking about Matic, a 6'10 guy, playing him at the 4, and then having a shorter guy like a Tolkstorff at 6'8 playing the 5. Um, granted, it is interesting if... If you look at AU's roster online on on the Eagles site, it has Tolkstorff listed as heavier than Monich, two twenty five to two twenty. Um, so I find that somewhat interesting. I don't want to I don't want to make it too big of an issue. I mean, I think AU you know positions are overrated, right? Like it, what matters within the Princeton offense is having good flow, guys knowing where they're supposed to be. So even if AU is playing two power forwards and doesn't really have a center, whatever. But we also know that that guy who's typically been at the five position, when you talk about, you know, especially like a Roblicky, he's essential. He's the main cog through which the offense runs in terms of getting the ball at the top of the key, doing the handoffs, making the cuts. Um, so I'm just curious. Uh, Kind of a interesting, weird statement there from Brennan uh, at Chalk Talk Day. Sam, your thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Dave Coulier, Detroit Red Wings jackets right now, so I apologize. <laughs> but no, I think I think the uh, like you said with the positions, a lot of it's just kind of um, it doesn't mean as much, you know, whether Maddox playing the four or the five, you know, Maddox at you know, listed 6'10", playing the four, you know, we could have Charlie Jones listed at 6'4", you know, as we saw two, three years ago, playing the center on defense on some stretches. So right. uh, I think it's more just the Princeton offense and people getting used to all the spacing and the, and the positioning. So so I bet I see, I bet we would see Gasparini probably making the start. I mean, that's that's my uh, guess, guys. I have a hard it's, time seeing that. It's, it's, a, it's a fearless uh, assumption, but that's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Brennan did say he, he sees freshmen getting a lot of playing time this year again because we all know he's not afraid to play freshmen, and, and we saw that last year. So I think, I think he was referring to Saeed and uh, Gasparini um, getting some minutes early on. So What did Saeed look like yesterday? Saeed looked ready to play. He looked ready to play. I think he had the body that can go and start you know, going against college-level athletes. Um, and and I, everyone's big, everyone's high on Saeed, so I think uh, he's going to make an immediate impact. So the big thing with Saeed, I mean, that's a huge, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on, and obviously he's a freshman, it's going to take some growing time. Uh, but just to see the future, because, you know, Delonte's, you know, rookie of the year, his great season last year. Uh, did Brennan mention Saeed at all? Obviously, I would assume if people asked any questions about playing time, he would just kind of, you know, kind of, um, you know, shrug it off, not really talk about it much. Any type of thing, will he be starting right away? Is he going to kind of slowly progress him into the lineup? Um, did anyone ask questions about Saeed? No, no, not really. But what he did say about Saeed was Saeed played for the same high school coach that Scott Greenman did, okay? And and so so off the bat, Brennan said he, was, he had an amazing high school coach, and he said, I'm lucky as a college coach whenever I get guys who I know – had solid coaching background or had had a solid coaching influence growing up. So he heaped a ton of praise on his high school coach and 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 he kind of parlayed that into how Greenman how, how head smart these guys are. And so that's kind of what he was saying. I mean, 
Did he get an actual playing time versus, you know, immediate versus kind of rolling it in? No. But again, it all went back to, he said he's in a position, because he had so much early success, you know, his first two years at, at, at the head of the program, that bought him time, right? This is his words. That bought him time because last year he, he had to play freshman and, um, you know, he said they won more league games last year than they did the year before. And this is with all freshmen. And, and, and Crazy to think about the way they started. Right. And they won. They closed out 10 of the last 14 with wins. And, and if you think about it, he even made the comparison to Haas. Haas, great player over at Bucknell. He didn't see a lick of time, playing time, as a freshman. And so it kind of gives you, he's like, but I throw these guys in the fire. But guess what? These guys are now battle-tested. They know how to play deep into the season. They know even if it's a Tuesday, February morning, like, they're not. They're not gonna, you know, plod their way through class and 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 basketball. They're ready. They're gonna be focused the whole season. So, Brandon seems super excited about this group. I think he really likes them. Um, and I think that kind of contributed to why he was kind of so relaxed yesterday. Believe it or not. No, I'm. I'm not surprised. I mean, last year was so hard on him. I remember him from all of those. Post game press conferences, uh, you know, in early January, basically just shrugging his shoulders as if to say, "I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm trying things here and there, trying to figure it out." But yeah, it's a really tough go at it. And I think, even though you can't really say, you know, we're taking momentum from one season to the next, that's kind of an overplayed storyline for those who use it. The way that AU came together last year and finished so strong after being so terrible um really i would say was like a just a, a burst of energy positive energy positive vibes for brennan for his staff not to mention you know you talk about a, a kid like delante if that season keeps spiraling down the way it was or i shouldn't say spiraling down i mean it was down from the get-go if au ends up winning something like only five games What's to say Delante, with his talent, doesn't decide to take his talents elsewhere? You know, so I, so I feel like for multiple reasons, that was such an important end to the season for the Eagles. Um, Crespo, you know, we saw it. We, we uh, got a little tour of Bender over a month ago, but you saw it yesterday, and the fans who were at Chalk Talk got to see it. A couple new changes at Bender, a new floor, which we all like. And then also they're adding a couple uh, uh, bleachers up on the concourse, on the concourse um, which was you know between the stands and the concession stand when you walk into Bender. Were the were the bleachers up there yesterday? And were there any questions about the floor? Did Brennan or anyone else talk about the floor? No one really talked about the floor. I think they just said it. Uh, Nick Guerrero mentioned it in passing, uh, kind of to to the audience uh, in attendance, but. Floor looks, floor looks tight. Um, I think the logos pop out more. Um, it's brighter. Uh, yeah. So, but it's a new floor, obviously. And there's, like Jake said, there's new stands. I, I think, I think the 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 thought of that was, you know, just throwing some five dollar, you know, quote unquote nosebleed seats that you can just put together at the last minute um, and roll those up behind uh, the stands, usually on the side, not. Uh, the stands across from the student section. So, new new Ben Arena, guys, is growing. It's like Fenway Park. We got to put in those little pockets of seats wherever you can. 
and and hopefully those seats you know are used during what's got to be at least during our time following this team which is now going on uh year 8 and you know year year uh three and a half of the podcast got to be the best non-conference schedule AU has ever had i mean it's it's really really exciting guys you're talking about not only does AU have really the money the exposure games on the road starting at Maryland going to Texas A&M uh even going to Akron a really good max school and then going to Villanova before Christmas but sandwiched in between those four games AU has not one not two like last year but six home non-conference games Wagner St. Francis PA Western Illinois New Hampshire Youngstown State Maryland Eastern Shore plus a game at Howard which we all know is basically essentially a home game too so did, did did Brennan touch on the schedule at all yesterday and just the program's excitement about having such a uh, home-centric um, schedule? I mean, last year, AU was gone for a month. This year, they're going to be home for a month. Yeah, and, uh, last, and I'll just throw in this. When we talked to Nick, uh, when we were checking out Nick Guerrero, um, SID, uh, it, it, he said it kind of flows, so we might as well... Um, uh, appreciate these home home games this year because next year it's going to be like last year. So right. it looks like kind of every other year um, we're going to get go from lots of home games to not a lot of home games. So just something to look forward to. Right, and that's a good point. And I think that's why kind of Brennan was kind of tempered about the schedule. He said, yeah, it's exciting to have those names, mm-hmm. uh, but really he's just interested in just, you know, getting his team experience against, you know, solid competition to figure out who's ready to play, who he can play, that kind of thing. But let's let's keep this in mind, guys. Four, four of these guys, Maryland, A&M, Akron, Wagner, the, top, uh, the first four, all played postseason basketball last year. Yep. Um, and get this, Maryland won 16 of their first 17. A&M won 17 of their first 19. Akron won 13 of their first 15. I mean, these teams all were 20-plus win teams. So... This is uh, uh, definitely some serious competition that AU is going to be facing head-on early into the season. But yes, big names, excited. I'm sure the players, you know, welcome this this, this challenge. Absolutely. And, and, and spoiler alert: Sam Healy at Akron, Thursday, November seventeenth, two hour and fifty three minute drive from Detroit. Easy. I think I'm going to have to show up with a with a sign. You might see me representing the Hoops podcast in Akron. I think you'll be on press row, Healy. Is what you mean? You're damn right. Uh, I'm already going to put in my uh, my time on Monday with my boss, get out of there by 3, uh, be on press row by 6. Dude, dude the Zips would be so lucky, man. Yep, so <laughs> maybe, get, maybe, maybe hit up the Akron, uh, the Akron uh, bookstore. Maybe, they, maybe, maybe they're selling some LeBron James stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I've always thought about a, a trip to Akron. You know, my buddy Tim and I do a basketball trip every... Um, every December, and Akron is a possibility uh, this year. And, you know, when you're talking about the Akrons, the Daytons of the world. So, uh, Healy, definitely make that make that trip. Um, we will break down each and every one of these games in every Patriot League game on our mega uh, preview edition of the podcast. But for now, let's, uh, let's move on to some off-season talk. So, off-season, guys. Uh... I would say it was pretty damn good for the Eagles. Um, you know, the, the one 
kind of negative you could look at is that Paris, um, Morocco's uh, kind of unexpectedly to us, or at least we hadn't heard anything about it, he signed a deal to go pro. Good for him with uh, Olympiacos, um, that famed club team in Greece. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch his progress over there. Um, but let's be honest, Paris was never a Brennan favorite. I mean, Brennan said it himself, Matic was his boy. Paris's contributions, his minutes really fluctuated last year, and I think it's safe to assume we probably would have seen something similar this time around. So it's a loss for the Eagles, but I think they're more than making up for it with their recruiting guys, and AU has been tearing it up in the recruiting trail. You mentioned Semino. They also have a transfer, Larry Matuzis from St. Francis of NAIA in Chicago, and then more recently, really in the past couple months, AU signs, signs Sammy Oro of Parkland High School, PA, and Drew Lamont of Heritage High School, Florida. And guys, just from, just from looking at, at video and reading up on these guys, AU is going to have quite the class coming in in 2017. So a lot of excitement around the team, not only for this year, but for what's, what's to come. I think next year, yeah, next year they're going to be so good. The talent on paper is, is just, you know, you think they'll do some serious damage in the Patriot League. Uh, just talking candidly with David Aldridge, he said Iorio is kind of like the next Shof. And he just kind of has that basketball mentality where he's going to be a gym rat, he's going to be working on his game every day, but have that that calming kind of fundamental presence that Shof brought, you know? So, super exciting, super excited about that guy. Yeah, I... And, and, and one thing yeah, you mentioned with Paris... Um, yeah, interesting move. Congratulations to him. Uh, I, I'm sure that part of that, that decision came down to what he was expecting in terms of minutes and role. Um, but yeah, no, that's an interesting, because when he did get the ball, you know, he was, uh, it, it slowed up the offense, but he was a good one-on-one player, but it, it, you know, it was a different fit into the system. Uh, but just looking at all these recruits, it's kind of anti-American. It's, uh, Pennsylvania, Florida, uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, not as many international transfers as you usually see. So, um, spreading the wealth domestically this year. So, so, so I will say, Brennan did reveal that he tried recruiting Semino in high school, actually. And so I think that kind of what cemented the deal on the rebound. But Brennan said he's happy to have him um, uh, immediate in with the coach. So Semino is basically replacing Gabe Brown, who transferred out after two nondescript years. And Semino is another GW transfer. He's a three-star kid out of Worcester Academy, Sam, uh, near the hometown for you and, you and the parents. Uh, Worcester. Six- now, let me ask you this, Jake. Is, is, is that, when was that transfer announced? That was, uh, I believe that was in the spring. Okay, so that was pre the whole Mike Lonergan um, controversy. Correct. So, Semino, 6'10", 212 pounds. Uh, This kid was highly rated uh, coming out of high school, guys. He was 138th ranked in the class of 2014. He was a 29th best recruit in the East by ESPN. So we're we're not talking about a a typical Patriot League recruit here. Um, He's... Super scrawny, but he has a full year to bulk up with AU's strength program. And he's another versatile kid. Just from watching a little video of him, another kid who can shoot from the outside. 
Um, and you know, if you're talking about like a Samino replacing a Paris who really struggled with the outside shot, I think it could be an upgrade for AU. But the the one thing we need to be aware of here is AU's recent history with GW transfers. I mean, where in the world is Jonathan Davis? <laughs> Blast from the past. I had a chuckle when that name was brought up. Yeah, who knows? Exactly. So, I mean, that's the question there. I, I'm super excited about Iorio. I think he's, you're talking about a 6'6", 200-pound guy, um, should play at the three at AU um, alongside Delante. Guys, he had 12 scholarship offers, including one from Villanova, where his grandpa played. Villanova, the national champions. Now, granted, I think a big part of the decision and why he didn't go with a team like the Wildcats is he would have rode the bench there, but I think he's going to fit in, as you mentioned, Jim Rat. Um, Delante already apparently has quite the bond with him. According to a couple articles out there, Delante really took Sam under his wing on Sam's recruiting trip here, and they formed a connection, so that's pretty awesome. Um, Drew Lamont, 6'8", 200 pounds, comfortable playing outside in uh, from watching video with Drew. Another kid who can shoot from outside. And he can throw it down, guys. Like, the first two highlights uh, of the video I watched, Drew is, like, driving baseline and throwing down a one-handed dunk. You don't see that at AU too often. That, uh, I think, I think uh, you can count on one hand the number of dunks we've had each season. So uh, add, a little bit of, uh, add a little bit of excitement to Bender would be nice. Dude, Bender enjoys a good dunk. We get him. It's like... It's like Haley's comment, you know. We get him maybe once every who knows, like. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, when Marco went baseline uh, in that uh, big home win uh, against, I believe it was Bucknell last year. Yeah. I mean, we put that video up, a little replay, but uh, yeah, not too often you see uh, you see the throwdown. So uh, maybe add a little bit of aggression to that Bender lineup. It would be a beautiful thing. I'm excited about Drew. Just another guy. I mean, forget the position. <laughs> If AU has this stable of six, 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 eight guys that they can just throw at all these different positions, guys who can also handle the rack, uh, that makes them so much more difficult to guard. And the other guy that we haven't mentioned is Matuzis. Larry, he's listed as Larin on the AU website. Six, six, 200 pounds. Interesting thing about him is he was only six, one his senior year of high school. So really, he was a point guard, someone who was relied on uh, heavily to to um, handle the ball, and now he's six six. he's got that ability, he shot 41% on threes last year, guys, just another really multi-tooled player that, that, they, that the Eagles are bringing in. What a growth spurt, I mean, I want, I wish I grew five inches between my senior year of college, or high school and freshman year of college, he must have, uh, it must have been interesting when he was coming home on Thanksgiving break, meeting all his old high school buddies. They're probably like, what happened? But five inches, wow. Yeah, so he definitely has that guard background. Yeah, and he looked ready to play, too, because, Grant, he's, he's already been playing some college ball. So, um, yeah, he looked ready to play. We'll so, see what he does. Awesome recruiting class, and even better is that AU announced this summer that all these four guys and everyone who's coming back next year they will get to bond on a 10-day excursion to Australia. You know, t- college teams can take these trips every four years. AU is going to be going down under, guys, 
next year, um, next August, they're going to play four games. They're going to hit up all the hot spots. You're talking about the Sydney Opera House. You're talking about Cairns. You're talking about the Coral Reefs, if the reefs are still there. Um, <laughs> it is going to be a really neat experience. And the AU Hoops podcast is going to be there for every step of the way, right? <laughs> hey, bro, I've never been out of the country if you don't count Canada, so count me in. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Um, any random thoughts on the Patriot League and what's gone down this summer? Obviously, Lehigh is the clear favorite. They've got everybody back. Kempton, Ross, Price, Lufroy. Uh, if you go down the list, we all know what's going on there. Army's going to be terrible. Um, Jimmy Allen, assistant of six years under Spiker, who uh, went to Drexel. He's taken over with a bear cover. No Ferguson, no Plum, no Wilson, no Cox. A class that combined for 65 wins, the most since mm. 1971. Holy Cross is hyping things up big, guys. They, they're doing a huge renovation of the Heart Center. Um, Sam, I don't know what inside the dad has into what's going on in Wooster, but uh, a lot of excitement around that program. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, not too much inside information on, on that, but I think one of the, an interesting question will be, you know, Lehigh is obviously the favorite going to the year, but, you know, Kempton is on the center of the year watch nationally um so it'd be interesting to see uh you know every few years there's that one player in the patriot league that kind of makes noise um you know you obviously got your cj mccollum your mike mascala um so it'll be interesting to see if kempton will make some noise nationally uh and get patriot league um you know on the map again in uh 2017 yeah i mean lehigh is definitely gonna have the target on his back this year you know kempton Twice voted player of the year. Uh, uh, BU, I think, with Cedric Hankerson, you know, was was uh, injured, injured, had yeah. all kinds of injuries, was was away most of the year last year. He's back, leading always a perennial kind of heavyweight in the Patriot League, bringing back, you know. Not to mention Austin back as well. Who's back? Justin Austin. So you're talking about two oh, guys, yep. two guys returning from injury, joining Foreman, who was Foreman. great as a freshman. Joining um, Havner, joining Mosley. I mean, joining Mar. Uh, no more Bargo Bargo Bargorba. Ah, I can't do that name. And of course, Bar-Gorba. Eric Fanning. I mean, I think BU, and we'll get into this so much more in our next podcast. But I think BU and Lehigh, those are your two teams at the top. And of course, you can't count out Bucknell. Right. And uh, AU Eagles. Sam, any other Patriot League ramblings? No, I, I'm actually, I, I think it's, it, it's as a Patriot League fan, obviously, like I said, I'll be rooting for Kempton and Lehigh, um, you know, this year. It'd be interesting to see, um, you know, more attention to the Patriot League outside of uh, local coverage. So, um, you know, I'm hoping Kempton uh, does some big things, and except think, when we're playing the AU Eagles, of course. <laughs> no, I agree. And I think, you know, there's so many opportunities this year for teams in the Patriot League to really make a name for themselves during non-conference play. I mean, nobody is expecting AU to beat Maryland, obviously. No one's expecting them to beat Villanova. Um, maybe they can give the Turks a game in that first game of the season. Um, but when you look at Lehigh, they open at Xavier. You know, Xavier's a very good team. 
Um, if Lehigh, with all that experience, can can really bring it there on opening night, make some noise, that's that's a potential upset right there. Um, and, and highlight and highlight the schedule, man. A Saturday, February fourth game against Lehigh at Bender, two p.m. Uh, I know that's a little bit ways away, but that's a game that uh, if I'm coming back to DC, I'm marking that on my calendar. Well, even before that. Crespo and I are going to try to make the trip to Lehigh. It's only three hours. When is that? Sunday. Um, Sunday, January 8th. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, as I said, we're going to try to travel, you know, as much as possible during the season. Um, By the way, uh, BU, their website is tremendous. They are hosting a Terrier Madness uh, on November 10th, like the day before their opener, um, it's the only Midnight Madness type event that I'm seeing on any uh, Patriot League team's uh, schedule. So credit to the Terriers for uh, for trying to hype things up there. We need we yeah need, big we need big, big up to their madness, website. Man. I'm sorry, Jake. No, I'm just saying we need an Eagles Madness. I I was yeah. It's interesting. Um, Chalk talks cool. how there isn't any other. Patriot League teams, because a lot of it, I mean, it's not a huge thing, a production to put on. Right. Um, a, so, yeah, maybe maybe us at the AU Hoops podcast, maybe some of my conceptual thinking, we can, uh, for future, for future, we can do a little Eagle Madness or something. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a huge thing to hype up. I mean, I mean, you can always put us together on AU's hardwood and just have us start running layups and playing knockout. We get a good crowd going. I mean... I mean, that's not going to bring fans that I don't know what will. <laughs> and then Crespo, uh, BU has a couple of uh, dates to really circle um, for, for nationally uh, ranked opponents. I mean, they're playing at Connecticut on November 30th, and they're playing at Syracuse December 10th. So uh, for the Terriers, two big-time opportunities to, to bring a lot of attention to the Patriot League as well. So... We'll break it all down. Uh, we will go game by game uh, on the Eagles schedule when we do the big preview edition. I will be at Media Day coming up here in the next couple weeks. Crespo, hope you can join as well. Um, and we will have all kinds of good content from that. But fellas, let's, uh, let's jump into our closing thoughts here. Who, who will, who's going who's gonna to get the honor go first? I can go first. Crespo, go for it. You want me to go first, Crespo? I'll go first. I need Jake. Let's do it, Jake. My closing thoughts can be really simple. Um, We need to catch (laughs) up with some Jesse Reed tweets of the week. So uh, (laughs) I'm going to scroll back here and find some Jesse Reed tweets. Um, Jesse, of course, uh, no longer an AU Eagle, but still invested in the program. I've seen some tweets about the team, Um, but here are a few. So Jesse, he's getting he's getting political, guys. He says this was from three days ago. He says in three debates, I've learned maybe three things that each candidate plans to do as POTUS. Heard about a hundred things they both did that make them unfit. So Jesse, excited about the future of America. This is, I think is also from the de- debate. Felt like I was gaining more valuable knowledge reading my book that is fiction than watching this debate. Jesse, just loving it. That got that got that got two likes too. So you know that was bringing the heat. Here's a good one. Four days ago, I hate that I love Taco Bell because I'm not even <laughs> sure what or where the meat comes from. Honestly, 
couldn't choose anything more unhealthy. <laughs> Jesse really, post-college, starting to think about his body. That's a good one. Um, what else can we find here? Oh, here we go. No, that's that's just... I mean, I mean, he's got a, he, he retweeted an Ellen clip. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, as everyone knows his... me, a lot of people consider me a female Ellen DeGeneres that I look like, so I can respect that. Uh, on Enjoy. October twelfth, he tweeted, "When you working hard, then your money start expanding." Woo! Hmm. That must have been a big night at the dining hall. <laughs> uh. Guys, guess the movie. On October 11th, he tweeted, This movie inspired me to play the drums for like two days. Had a little practice drum pad and everything. Is he talking about drumline? Two words. Nick Cannon. <laughs> Dude. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's a drumline kind of night. He tweeted before that. So clearly it was drumline. All right. Right above, right above a catfish episode tweet. So <laughs> Jesse really going... From political to pop culture, uh, really spreading the knowledge with those uh, social media. Yeah, lots of good stuff from Jesse Reed, guys. An all-time great at AU. Gotta love him. <laughs> what is your closing thought, Sam or Dave? Well, Christ, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go right ahead here. Um, you know, I'm scrapping the Jeremy Schapp in our fourth season. Um, but one of the things, I'm living in a apartment building. Um, it's kind of a high-rise. Uh, there's about two blocks in my neighborhood. It's called the West Village of Detroit, where they got a coffee shop, a restaurant. So the beginning of gentrification, but it feels like I'm living in a dormitory for kind of the late 20s, 30s crowd um, in a good way. I'm on the elevator yesterday, and this group of people uh, – you know, as they're getting off, I mentioned that I had just moved in. And as the elevator door was closing, they were saying, we're meeting a bunch of friends for drinks at this little beer garden downstairs. So the door closed, uh, and I was like, I won't go there. But then I got back to my place and realized I don't know anybody. So around 7.30 last night, I went down and couldn't even remember what the people in the elevator looked like, but I remembered one of the names. And I was just going around different tables asking, uh, and I met a group of people, and um, I had about I had about ten friends last night, so I felt a part of the neighborhood. So uh, there really is uh, that that Midwestern nice stereotype. Um, good to know there are some uh, some nice people out there, and in making Detroit the community that it is. So I, I, I'm interested to uh, meet new people and. Uh, Pretty sure I'll uh, I'll be having some Detroit Tigers gear, some Eminem gear, some D12 gear. Um, I'll be repping strong next time I'm in DC. Dude, I love it. Got to embrace Detroit, man. You can't take the Foxborough out of the man. All right, like, that's <laughs> gonna hold true forever. So respect, man. That's awesome. Um, guys, I'm gonna officially be a legal driver. All right, I currently have my learner's permit. And in order to get that next step, I gotta take my driving test. This is a oh. this is a thirty minute driving test in DC at the DMV in like somewhere in northeast, I'm not sure. And the only way I can make this happen is with Jake. <laughs> DC DMV does not give you cars, they don't give you anything. You gotta bring your own car. They even say if you have to rent a car, right? So not to mention you need a driver with a with the license, twenty one or older, 
So I need to go there with like Jake basically holding my hand, using his car. He'll be like watching watching from afar, like a proud father watching his son or daughter, <laughs> you know, doing that five point turn with just minimal errors. But basically, that's what's happening. That's on my plate. That's happening in January. That's the earliest I could get my schedule. Are, are you nervous? And and what type of advice are you going to be giving these these nervous, anxious sixteen year olds? You know, ready to get on the road and. <laughs> And how like how how's that going to be? Is it going to be like a flashback to your high school days, dude? Dude, f- four words: Fast and the Furious. All right, I'm just going to roll up, sunglasses <laughs> on, um, you know, just ready to own it. Basically, that's what I'm going to do. It, no fear, dude. And I will try to uh, I'll try to get the Civic through the next two months. I mean, you have to remember, Crespo. We are talking about a 2003. Hoopty with over 190,000 miles on it. So hopefully the car itself doesn't break down during your test. Dude, things going to turn on a dime. I'm going to have that thing purring through the whole uh, driver's test, man. I wonder if that affects points on the uh, on the test if, if the car breaks down. It would be a very, very awkward moment. Wow, so a lot to look forward to there. In the heart of... Uh, Patriot League season, Crespo will be learning how to drive. Maybe, uh, maybe you can drive us up to Lehigh, dude. That that'd be that'd be adulting hard if I was driving up to Lehigh. Adulting hard. Folks. Are you gonna get a car if you do pass this test? No. You just want your license. <laughs> yeah. okay. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll upgrade my bike. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, folks, you heard it here first. I'm gonna leave you with one final Jesse Reed tweet about adulthood. And then we will see you next week, or two weeks from now. This was from October 5th. I can really tell I'm getting old because I'm starting to read for fun and actually enjoying it. You heard it here first, folks. You can find the AU Hoops podcast, as always, on iTunes. Search AU Hoops, two words. Find every episode and all of our new content on our new website, auhoopspodcast.com. And starting in the next couple days, find us on Twitter, an exclusive account dedicated to AU Hoops, at AU Hoops Podcast. It's coming to you soon, sports fans. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. And as always, as we get close to the season, go Eagles. Sam Healy's favorite Michigan uh, artist here. Not really. Not really, Eminem's better. Much better.